0: Well, here we go. It's time. Panic Week. It's here, everybody. And this is where I'll put the sound effect, which if you're listening, you're hearing it right now because it's here. Panic Week, everybody. Time for some good panicking. Tertial Radio, Shaboy at 3K underscore. Here with Robbo at Seattle Rams underscore NFL. What's up, Rob? Hey, what's going on? Who was at the game in person, and we're going to blame him for the loss in a little bit. We'll get to that. But we also got Joey, LA Rams, Rams, Rams. You weren't at the game, correct, Jerk? I was not. I was being a jerk. Not at the game. So it's not your fault. Not your fault. We really lost. I was being a jerk. It's definitely Rob's game. fault. I was being mm-hmm. a jerk. After-
1: yeah, yeah. It was. It was me.
0: Um, let's get to some life choices before we get to some fan choices. Uh, we are now a week away from uh, Christmas. I hope everybody is enjoying the festive season. Joey, you've been on this about ugly Christmas sweaters for a minute. Something's going on. I know you're attracted to the ugly Christmas sweater. What, what do you want to talk about here?
2: Well, no, I just think that it's a um, kind of a stupid little trend that we, we've been on for, I don't know, the past five, ten years. And I, I think it's because when everybody goes, oh, let's have an ugly, ugly sweater party and mm-hmm. everybody kind of Thinks that's fun because you could automatically know, oh, yeah, that's ugly. But in one way, it kind of makes everybody seem a little bit cocky that the rest of their clothes aren't ugly, but they know that these <laughs> clothes are ugly. So it's a little bit like maybe on a Tuesday, you could be like, oh, are you going to an ugly jacket party? And then suddenly you can't hang out with Karen anymore because <laughs> she's mad at you. And I think that it's just this thing of of, of course they're over the top sweaters and sure. and that they're almost kind of fun, but it's it's almost this kind of weird thing that if you had, if you put it in a time capsule and fifty years go by and we look back at this, I'm just really kind of interested to see if if it's gonna be like oh yeah that was fun we still do
0: that or more
2: like yeah white people.
0: I I, I wonder what's going to like replace it because if you if you think the the thing about ugly Christmas sweaters is like I don't I don't know what thirty years ago they weren't ugly Christmas sweaters they were just sweaters that certain people wore around Christmas they weren't ugly Christmas sweaters that was what you know your mom wore for her vest during Christmas but then at some point they became ugly Christmas sweaters and like you said the novelty of it we started making them even goofier and selling them on Amazon or whatever but yeah I think in thirty years it may be you know is are those denim jeans oh I get the joke <laughs> mm-hmm. remember when we used to wear exactly. jeans like a bunch of ugly idiots
1: yeah yeah mom jeans Ugly, like idiots. ugly mom jeans ugly mom jeans but all
0: that's the thing is all oh. jeans will become ugly mom jeans there will be no other kind of jeans true it's true jeans are
2: definitely a snapshot of an era like if you watch a TV show from like
0: 2002 and you're like man We did not know how to wear clothes that fit. I like the good Bruce Springsteen look with the rolled up jeans. You don't see a lot of short, short (laughs) working man jeans that keep your ankles cool. (laughs) No, they're all all skinny jeans and pegged. Can't be working on the docks with hard ankles. No, no. That's amazing. Oh. Uh, we've already started reference number one to bring in the kids. I'll take the heat for that one. That was my fault. Sorry, anybody under the age of thirty. <laughs> there was something that I wanted to bring up, Robbo. You talked about the superstition of uh, Robert Forehand and the Los Angeles Rams. The superstition the curse lives. that is RF.
1: It lives on. Um, yeah, I think we talked. We talked about it in the last episode of last week. I think that that uh, you folks probably didn't get to hear. Um, but we talked about how, um, since the return to Los Angeles, I am winless when in, when in the Coliseum watching games. And, uh, that streak, I'm so proud to say continued yesterday when I'm in attendance. They lose. So don't worry, Rams fans. I'm not going to the playoff game this year. I will stay home and let everyone else's mojo take us to victory because my ass is not going back. I'll turn to. My daughter is 2-0, went in the stadium with me. She's an Eagles fan. I suck as a dad.
0: <laughs> Maybe sadder was that our young Canadian boy, Sosa, traveled from from high and far to come to this game, and a good time was had by all until the
2: game started. He had
0: some good weather.
2: That was nice, right? He had some wonderful weather. Got a little California chilly. So I got a question for Robbo. Does this mean that you are never going to go to a Rams home game.
1: What would it take? What would it take to bring you back, Robbo? Not be at the Coliseum. Not Okay, into the New stadium, new stadium. That's right?
2: all next season. No games next so, season. So
1: 2019, they'll be 8-0 at home during the regular oh. season. They'll have the best record, which means they'll win two more games, and then they'll go to the Super Bowl. So all because I'm going to sacrifice my enjoyment of flying to Los Angeles and having a great time with other fans and friends and then watching a game and the team I love – i'm gonna sacrifice it just so we win. Does this include games at the clink uh at the clink no 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 I'm, I, i'll still attend the clink
0: century link is is superstition proof oh i've
1: seen them i've seen them win and lose in that in that barn so i'm, I'm kind of <laughs> uh, i'm over there
2: <laughs> what about games where it'll just be a hologram of you is is that okay
1: no, we don't want any Tupac creepy hologram
0: of me dancing. Uh, I don't think we. We want can do that. a flat Robo. Says like you, flat Stanley. We can cut you out, <laughs> and people can hold you up—a little paper cutout of Robo. Right.
1: <laughs> um. Now, okay. yeah, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to put like my face on a stick and have like hand them out to fans in the stands, like that like, thing. I thing. I, well, I, I can, can see can a that,
0: campaign yeah. starting now. Campaigns that are not starting now are win streaks for the Los Angeles Rams. It. This is it. It's panic season. Uh, more panic uh, sound effects coming in the background right now. That's going to be our theme. You're going to hear this a lot. Um, the Rams have a two-game losing skid uh, for the first time in Sean McVay's coaching history. Uh, we're also two weeks away from the playoffs, and we are also in the 2018 season, which has been framed since day one as a Super Bowl or bust season. Who's panicking the most? What's your panic level out of 10? Let's start with you, Robo, since you broke the camel's back.
1: Uh, what's the, my panic level? Um Out of 10. If you saw my tweet activity last night, I it was, I was strong. It was pretty high. It was well. Last night it was more along the lines of, um, uh, fuck it. I'm just going to go yeah. drink and ignore everything, and I'll sure. talk to you tomorrow. And then I woke up this morning thinking, ah, I won't be as salty. And I was, I had a t- I had time to marinate, and I just kind of <laughs> blasted. <laughs> I just let I let loose with some things that were bothering me from last night. Um, and just wow how uninspiring they've been since they looked amazing on the offense side i mean let us not kid ourselves they've been in horse shit defensively all year we've talked about some of the issues i mean we have we've talked about the articles where you know they're maybe they're middle of the road and their numbers show that but really they can't get off the the field all year and they're down for the most part um they've been but they'll break and i kind of talked about that today on social media as part of my rant was you know what? Bend up don't break is pretty cool when you're scoring 33 and you, you bend, but you're not breaking. You're able to cover that. Or the last three when you're scoring 19.6. And bend and don't break means either losing close games or winning close games. And it's just, it just hasn't worked. And, um, you know, the, everyone in the secondary, every every member of the secondary, including Aqib Talib yesterday, who was torched by Jeffrey a couple of times, has just given up big plays. And they can't stop the run. The, uh you know Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams had three touchdowns combined against his team um there are some problems there where if you're an MVP candidate here's some more panic for you if you're an MVP candidate and Aaron Donald and you know we've, we've talked about this before. hello phone call um you gotta show up in games you can't you can't not show up on the stat sheet and I think the only time I saw Aaron Donald at all yesterday, was the play that he drilled Nick Foles on that, you know, Marcus Peters ended up having to make a, a jump ball deflection was a good play on his part. But for the most I didn't see Marindal at all. So if, if that's happening and you're an MVP guy, you need to start showing up. And if they if the Bears found out how to scheme you out of games, which is the common talk right now, then the two guys next to you making a combined $24, 25000000 million this year better fucking show up as well. It's time if if you're getting one-on-ones and this guy's getting triple teamed, Fowler, Abacom, the two big guys in the middle who are getting ridiculous money to do what they do. You need to show up. And none of those guys showed up yesterday and they didn't show up against the Bears. And uh, so that's, if that's panic, that's panic. But this vaunted defensive line with, with all the first-round draft picks is playing like caca. Not good. No bueno. Terrible. Linebackers, Kaka, no good. I mean across the board. Tight ends are abusing them week after week. Defensive line not showing up outside of Aaron Donald. And when they take him out of the game, it's nothing's happening. And that's the panic level of the Rams three-game slide, even though it's really only 2.5, right? They're just garbage. Bravo. They're terrible. They can't do anything. And that's that's where panic level is right now. And that's not even addressing the woeful game that Jared Goff has had the back to last two weeks.
0: Was there even an answer? What was the number out of 10? A 10. It's 10. It's full 10. It's round like it's 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 like 10.2. Hey Robo, you need to do the report
2: cards um soon <laughs> where it's just gonna be poop emojis and phrases in Spanish. It's like Paca, no bueno. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> Adios I was in Los Angeles yesterday, right? So I'm I'm still on... All right, all right. What's your your panic level, Joey? 10 out of 10.
2: And I feel like the reason why is panic is panic. That it it doesn't mean anything more than that. But this game was probably the first time this season that it really sunk in that we're not going to win the Super Bowl. And I'm wrong on a lot of things. I'm often wrong. So... I'm not saying they are not going to win. It just felt to me like watching this game that they aren't going to win. And it just was a bummer because they are just going through a slump in just such the worst time of the season. And yeah, they're playing two division games for the next two weeks. But do those games matter? Well, they wouldn't have mattered if we won this game and last week's game. But now there's a lot of eyes on it because if you lose to the Arizona Cardinals with your starters in the lineup, okay. But maybe we won't play our starters, and then what's going to have all these questions of like, oh, is Todd Gurley all right? What's going on with Jared Goff? Are they going to be okay once we finally get to the playoffs? It's just there's so many questions now that I think panic is appropriate because we don't know who these guys are. They're very inconsistent, and I feel like with Jared Goff is when he has that ball and he is letting it out of his hand, you kind of don't know if it's going to be accurate or inaccurate. (laughs) So fair. It's it's not like it's always bad, and it's not like he's always good. It's just a crapshoot, and that's why it's so frustrating, and that's why my panic is at 10 out of 10.
1: When you just mentioned you don't know what's going to happen when he's throwing the ball right now, there are two plays that stand in mind, and they're almost similar. Todd Gurley over the middle, wide open uh-huh. for touchdown, misses. And Josh Reynolds, wide open over the middle, hits him. Should have been a touchdown, tackled on the one or the half-yard line, whatever. But it's pretty much a similar similar play in the same spot, almost the same throw, right? It was about a 30-yard throw, something like that. Coming in from the left, bending towards the middle. It was the same throw. One's one's beautiful, another one's like, what the hell was that?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um Real quick, I was just, uh, right before this podcast, I was uh, listening to, I believe it was a national ESPN on on Sirius, and they're talking about the game. And, you know, what their narrative is, is not about the Rams. It's, should the Eagles get rid of Carson Wentz and go with Nick Foles? Because they play Mm -hmm. better with Foles. And it just feels like the national sort of answer about this is less about what's wrong with the Rams and more like, can the Eagles be a better team with Foles?
0: Falls. I always used to do that foals thing on Twitter ever since he was at Arizona because I always liked the skill set. And then obviously when the Rams had him I had to do it more. But to me it always it was less like falls like a screaming and more like the, the slow bovine roar of like a falls. <laughs> That's appropriate. So here here's my panic level, and I'll uh, preface this by making a historical reference. Again, the teens gonna love it uh i I would i would reference our old civil war history going back to the panic of 1857 so the panic of 1857 Mm. of course uh came about largely because of the ohio life insurance and trust company which everybody knows um that set up the real conditions for the economic crisis that preceded the civil war i think the question is is this a similar set of panic conditions or is this uh, I kind of drop in the bucket that we can ignore because this is not going to spread. And I think what's clear is there's a significant portion of Rams fans who agree with you that the panic is real. Charlie had that piece today on the site that kind of explored the reasons why the panic should be sincere. I'm just not there, guys. My panic level is maybe like a five. I just I don't feel that bad about it. It's not and, and maybe maybe part of the reason why was I was never What's the right word? I, I never. You were never uh, all in. I really wasn't, and, and not in a bad way. I still think no. this team was a favorite for the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. Even after last night, they're still the second favorite. But there was this idea that the Rams could go sixteen and zero, and they could beat all these people. No. Remember the prof in into Chicago said he couldn't see any way that the Rams could lose. I had <laughs> probably a hundred tweets or site comments on the site of, oh Philly, <laughs> this game's on lock. Give us the – it's a sure thing. Slam dunk. John Kelly. It's just – that's not – I don't work like that. And so I always thought that this was a really good team, and I still do. I always thought this team could win the Super Bowl, and I still do. I don't know. This just hasn't shaken my confidence that much. I seem to be maybe even in the minority here, but uh, and certainly obviously on the podcast, but I'm just not there with uh, hitting the panic button. That makes a lot of sense that you said if Yeah, <exactly. laughs>
1: Because you weren't fully bought in, you're not a yeah. real fan, anyways. I know. Yeah. Well, you know
2: what? The comments of my report card last night I thought was How pretty funny, because- Joey. Well, usually it's always like you're being too hard on them, and you know, cough is better. Don't be a hater. It's usually always like you're being a hater if the grade's a little bit lower than what they think it should be. Not last night. Oh boy everything was when they lose they get an f if you win you get an a everybody gets an f just f f f like they're just pitchforks and burning bales of hay and it's the natives of springfield have definitely formed a mob <laughs> and they are the contingent <laughs> of Valley Ram fans on Show times, very angry and um the rams have failed them so i'll
1: tell you what it wasn't just tst fanboys. It was everyone in the stadium not wearing a Philadelphia Eagles jersey because there was a shit ton of them yesterday again. Uh, yeah. not as many as last year, but they were did you guys hear them on the TV? Could how'd it come across? Because they were they were loud and enforced again. Yeah. I yeah. sat in the bowl closed in, so I thought maybe it was but there were there were a lot of Eagle fans. Um yeah. And they were they were pretty they're the like Rams fans. Jojo Natson I think just killed everyone's soul. And I, I think unfortunately he's the whipping boy for a lot of angst right now when he probably shouldn't be yeah it was a problem but he's not the reason why they lost that game and a lot of people right. in the stadium wanted to lynch the poor guy i mean they were you cost us the super bowl oh, i heard some i heard some hot takes, nah. I hot takes and it's that's just awful i mean cuz it's it's not
2: well let's get it. can we talk about situation? can we talk about what lost us the super bowl real quick um and it's not jojo natson and i don't think it is um Let's talk about my buddy, my uh, my compatriot with the uh Taco Bell, our um, our franchise
0: quarterback, mm-hmm. our system QB, Jared Goff. Who is Who is Jared Goff in the Panic of eighteen fifty seven? Was he the Seaman Savings? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Anything
1: yes. uh, Seaman? Huh, huh,
2: huh. <laughs> yeah, but um, he's <laughs> like you know, a or butthead. <laughs> you said seaman. I think that he sure. is turning into this problem that I, you know sure. I'm really struggling to defend him because other teams aren't. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it is he our quarterback now? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you you watch those plays when he just <laughs> when he stumbles out of um you know, fr- from behind John Sullivan, and he just trips over himself, and then he gets sacked. Oh. I just – I
1: feel like – No, no, no. He, he did not get sacked on that play. You're right. He threw a terrible interception. Yep. He should have taken a sack.
2: Um yeah. Can you can you, can you you get sacked and throw an interceptor at the same time? Because Jared Goff is
1: really trying to do that. <laughs> he was really close and fumbled. He fill up his
2: stat sheet, but he doesn't know what are good stats and bad stats. He just wants numbers on it. Bro, you almost had the trifecta. <laughs> Dude, you had the trifecta, I get, I, get, I get a free Mexican
0: pizza at the bell, bro, if I do a fumble <laughs> interception, Zach. <sack. laughs> <laughs> no one's done it before that play, that play was like a, almost like a zombie like one of those things where it kept going and as soon as you think it's dead it just like at first he tripped and he fell down it's like oh that sucks and then he got up and he looked you know he looked like baby giraffe like he couldn't walk and then the ball appeared and it was like wait what and then somehow the guy caught it and it was like no this play has been dead for minutes there's no way that all of that was in the same play that's not possible and, and, when you talk about these conversations that we had at the beginning of the
2: season where we were worried about him getting this contracts that was too big and it would allow us to sign other players. Well, I always thought that that was premature because I was like, you know, his play is going to dictate whether he's that type of guy. And before he was playing it where you're like, well, I don't know. Is he good? Is he bad? And right now he's, he's, he's playing like Alex Smith and he's playing like guys that aren't max contract dudes. And I think that, I mean, if the season ended right now, I mean, would we be like, oh, cool, Goff gets $35 million because you're as good as your last game. And he's kind of like pulling a LaMarcus joiner a little bit where he's playing himself out of an early extension. But it just feels a little bit like this is who he is. And I know – people get really angry when they go, oh, he's still developing, he's still developing. But it's hard to develop out of bad decisions. I mean, I know that's like maturity and everything, but sometimes just the way he fumbles the ball and the way he kind of moves around in the pocket, um, it's just awkward sometimes. And it kind of really makes me worry about him and us, him being our quarterback, you know? And I've I've invested so much um words in defending this 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 boy so i don't know man i'm just really down right now and i feel like this is the lowest my fandom of Jared Goff has been and um i'm not mad i'm just disappointed
0: it's the winter season it's the sadness it's the ennui that winter brings yeah t- let me have, let me ask you guys <laughs> That's exactly here. what it is jared goff <laughs> is not a oh, boy playing well yeah how much, what's the right way to put this clearly he's got to take a lot of the responsibility for that but how much is on the offensive line and how much is on Sean McVay? I none of the three mm-hmm. are doing well right now and maybe they're all linked together in a way that's really hard for any of them to play well when the other ones are playing poorly but I don't it just, it just seems like before when we were talking about system QB and Jerry Goff was playing well it was it was largely also because the offensive line was playing well and Sean McVay was doing a great job now all three are just fighting against the tide, and it just feels like Jared Goff doesn't have any of the support he would have needed in the first place to be successful.
2: How old is our offensive line playing? Like, yeah. I understand their uh, ages, yeah. but it feels like they're playing like the demographic of a CBS drama. It feels like
0: they're playing like the demographic that would understand our podcast references.
2: Zing! <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I think you're. I think you're totally right. I think. Uh, I, I think it's a. a it's all three. You can't put it just on, on Goff's shoulders. Uh is he to blame for missing Gordy on that wide open touchdown? Yes. Is he to blame for John Sullivan being absolutely bitch slapped by Fletcher Cox one-handed? Mm-hmm. Have you seen have you seen the playback of that play? At the show last night, come in what just like almost like Reggie White club throwback, right? Just absolutely wrecks him and then is right on top of Goff. Uh there's nowhere to step up in the pocket. And for the last couple of weeks I almost think Detroit you know figured that out where the pressures not shouldn't come from the edge it should come up the gut because that's the quickest point you know the quickest way to between two points a straight line and that straight line has the weakest member of the offensive line right now he's just uh yeah it, it's just it's that offensive line is just not not where they were and now wit is being you know flagged for more often and he's getting uh a little more more pressure on him I think we saw that last year. They started out like a house of fire, and as the season went on, age started showing, and they started wearing down a little bit. And that they they weren't as dominant as they had been. Now to expect to expect old guys to play the best they have in their career in week 17 and 18 after they've been playing so long, not really realistic. Where they were early on, I mean, you look at at one point this year, the entire five starting offensive linemen were rated in the PFFs like top couple for each of their position right it was like hey this guy's the best this guy's the best oh this guy's second best this guy's the best and now you know the wear and tear is starting to get to those guys but I also think it's on Sean McVay and I think he addressed that last night for the first time I was driving back uh from the game last night to the hotel and I was listening to the the wrap-up show it was Kirk Morrison and whoever else but they were they had you know some might some drops from uh familiar and he was for the first time, he's not saying this one's on me. He's like, you know what? We're not even doing the fundamentals right, and we need to, you know, get this thing figured out, or it's going to be over really quick. It wasn't. He was no longer taking the blame for for all their woes, but he shoulders some as well because it's his job to make sure that they're prepared. And if if the the new recipe for beating the Rams is to absolutely destroy the A AM, and B gaps and put that pressure there, then he, he needs to find a way to get that out of it. And it, it's clearly teams are are scheming them to take away the deep stuff. We're gonna take those deep overs away. You're not gonna have Brandon Cooks beat us up in the middle anymore. We're gonna yeah. make we're gonna play shell and keep everything in front of us. And I don't think Jared Goff is gonna dink and dunk his way down the field and beat us. So that's what we're gonna let you guys
0: do. Hashtag hashtag we not me. Hashtag unless it's you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well you know that's a right. point that, that we
2: not me thing you're talking about because it you know in the off season we are talking about the locker room chemistry where added these guys like the, the, the comment the comment i can't pronounce his name i try i am just i don't have the mouth for it but um adding sue and marcus peters we were wondering is this going to be an issue when things go sideways and things are going sideways and now we have that viral clip that everybody was talking about where marcus P- peters goes up to somebody in the, in the, in the stands and start yelling at him, and that now that's something that Coach McVay has to address. And it just you start seeing, okay, the trains kind of going off the rails a little bit. Um, this is kind of what we paid for with all these these trades and acquisitions in mm-hmm. the off season. This is this is what we're getting, and we'll see how it affects. I mean, I, I think this Arizona Cardinals game is going to be fascinating because um, I don't I don't think he's going to sit these guys. I I, I mean I he don't shouldn't. know what. You know, maybe girly Maybe don't don't play girly, But now we have a shoulder in- injury to Justin Davis. So, hmm, I wonder who could start at running back. The mystery of the heart knows no bounds. <laughs> when you're in the clouds of despair, John there
0: is only one answer:
2: Kelly, Cha-cha.
0: Kelly. Across the mesas of Arizona, <laughs> I gazed out at an empty wilderness. The scent was of the cacti that tickled my nose. Then I woke up and realized I was still alone here in my bathroom. John Kelly, John Kelly,
2: John Kelly. So that fine stores um, such as Macy's
0: <laughs> no longer who would, who would you who would you hire to be in the John Kelly uh, cologne commercial? Uh, that's a very good. Yeah, okay. oh very good michael b jordan <laughs> that's a good one that's a very good one okay, here's here's a question for you uh whoever wants it who has the least chance of course correcting jared goff the offensive line or the front seven outside of aaron donald i i think it's the offensive line because i don't know how you fix age I,
2: I can see them figuring out ways to um, to, to stop these schemes against Aaron Donald and the offensive line. That doesn't worry me as much. I feel like the defense is what the de- defense is. I'm not expecting huge changes and, and big improvements, but I think we need those on the other side of the ball with the offensive line and uh, young Jared.
1: Well, I mean, to your point – if they haven't fixed the de- the defensive line and linebackers by, by week 16, it's not getting fixed. The offensive line at one point this year was pretty damn good, and right now they're below average. Yeah. This is a bummer, I'm man. i the defense, though. But on the, I, I sent this out this, this morning during my uh, sitting on the tarmac tweet fest. I did not turn my phone off until I, I felt the wheels leave the air. So that's kind of the You're asshole traveler I am. Yeah, I'm bad. But, you know, they're not, they're not, I'm not making planes crash by me tweeting on the tarmac and they're making me wait for a half hour. Um, has any, any defensive change that the Rams made over the offseason worked? Akib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, Sioux. Sue, uh, offseason now, because Fowler kind of has played pretty well since they got him. Um, the moving Abacom. But, you know, Akib, Almost gets a almost gets a pass because he's hurt but you know like even last night he he was abused uh the defense has it Peters has been a disaster uh, Littleton is getting run over by a truck every time a bigger body he just can't shed blocks uh you can't there's no pressure from that side from Abacom other than one game against Kansas City uh Matt, Matt long has gone from starter to inactive because he's terrible the Nam needed sue 14 million dollars to come in and be a run stuffer and and help Aaron Donald, and maybe he's helping Aaron Donald, but he won Defensive Player of the Year without so I'm going to say he's not, but he's non-existent. He's not stopping the run. And then Brockers, who isn't new, but it's just, I don't know that any of the moves that, that we all were excited about and the defensive side, none of them have panned out. Not one. I can't think of one wrong. I'm happy with what they're getting from the guy that they were banking on. And they made, we talked about, that was the knock. I mean, you make all these changes. The knock was, I guess the knock was personalities, but. Performance-wise, none of these guys are doing what they have done in their, their career to this point. Is that on them? Is that on Wade? Is it collective? Is it the guys who are here? I, I, I don't know. I have an answer, but I just – It also I, makes me think, think, think that they're going to make they're
2: going to make just as many moves this upcoming offseason as they did oh, yeah. last season. Oh, yeah. And that means more sure. first-round picks going to be squandered, and it's not just going to be this thing where like, oh, we're just going to stand pat. Because these moves were so loud and so big and so disastrous – that you can't just be like, well, we'll just let it play out because a lot of them are one year deals. So you're going to lose Sue. You're probably not going to keep Peters anymore. You're going to, you know, maybe, I don't know, move move but, to leave. And the then now you have to make another five moves and there goes all our draft picks. Or maybe we, we, we invest in the draft and then we have to wait for them to mature. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the whole thing is just a headache. It just, I don't know. Let's just talk about Let's Bruce Springsteen.
0: Like and something up being young. What happened to our. To our our defense, remember two weeks ago against the Bears, they had this nice showing, and you know we talked about how they they weren't one of the best, but they were kind of middle of the road. And now, is our grand experiment has failed. The defense, the entire defense, is the the Delaware Lackawanna and Western Railroad, undone by the panic of eighteen <laughs> just dead in the water.
2: Goddamn. You're right, though. Oh. I mean, this is a definitive podcast, Joe. What we're saying here, we're going to have the same opinion a month from now. Absolutely, right? I mean, we're not going to change our minds. Never do. This is exactly. No. Is. This no. is the state of the team. Our opinion is law. With the judge-dreaded Rams fans.
0: Where do we go, where do we go from <laughs> Final here? Final answer. We we know obviously. Even if we beat the car, if we lose one of these next two games, and especially if we play our starters in Week 17 and lose obviously people are going to be freaking out about the playoffs but even if we win these two games it's hard to feel a ton better i kind of tried to make that point about the bears game that there was nothing we could do against Mm -hmm. the eagles to kind of rectify it and losing obviously (laughs) yeah that certainly didn't help but what what do y'all think where do we go from here how do how do we get ready for the playoffs how do we how how does this team begin to 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 get ready for the challenges because as as long as they perform well in the playoffs it won't matter that we had this two-game skid and If we lose in the playoffs, this is one of those things that i got to start writing about how we've kind of left this blind spot open until now, and especially the media hasn't done a very good job at balancing what's obvious about this team, but what happens over the next couple of weeks?
1: What happens? More panic?
2: (laughs) And so I think the idea of them being on the road is not I know we want home field advantage, but it's not like we're the Kansas City Chiefs or something where we just can't lose when we're at home. So I think it feels like we don't know how we're going to prepare for the playoffs. Because I, I I think that the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers are so different from any teams that we're going to be playing. I mean, sure. it's like night and day comparing the Cardinals to the New Orleans Saints. Or, um, you know, even, even the Bears. Right. And I think... It's going, to, it's going to be a big, huge surprise when we show up and we're playing those guys in the playoffs three, four weeks from now. Because that that's, that's the narrative of the year with the Rams is they are a mixed bag. And some of the stuff that's in the bag is dynamite and it is fantastic. And they're blowing teams out of the water. And the worst that they are, they're not getting blown out. They've never had a loss this season. Where you felt like they had no chance against these guys, feels like they always have some fight, but this is just where we are as Rams fans. You know, we we we, we want them to just destroy. We want them to be Ivan Drago the whole time, and so um, they're a little more like Rocky Balboa guys. They'll eventually win, but they're gonna get they're gonna get
1: punched pretty badly. while it happens. So if if you want to use a Rocky. Analogy: What happened to Rock when when he's training and Mickey dies? What happens right after Mickey dies? Rock gets his ass beat. Right, he He goes into the ring and Klebelang just takes him to school. And what happened to Jared Goff when Cooper Cup goes down? He's getting his ass beat. Cooper Cup is play the play the careless whispers because that boy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So <laughs> of that offense, but without don't Cooper drop. there,
1: it's going Maybe nowhere. That's what we need. Nothing's happening. Maybe we need. Without 18, Josh Reynolds says that no Cooper Cup, he he can't match up on like linebackers like Coop can. You take Cooper away, you weaken, women weaken legs. No Cooper weakens the Rams. That's how it works. All
0: Josh Rocky Reynolds can't time.
2: even wear Cooper Cup's cup.
0: You are coming down to my coliseum. It stinks. It stinks. Okay.
1: Why? Because it stinks. <laughs> Right.
0: Oh, I love Rocky. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's not good. Nothing's good right now. We get these next two games. Hopefully, we get some performances, some dubs. Um, b- big picture. We we talked about the defense and the offensive line. They've they've got to find a way to get ready. So here's here's our playoff standings as it stands. We're recording this before Monday Night Football between the New Orleans Saints and Carolina Panthers. Right now, the Saints would have the number one seed. We'd have the number two seed. We'd still get our first round bye. The Bears and Cowboys are sitting 3 4. The Seahawks, Vikings are 5 6. The Eagles, Washington, Carolina, all on the outside. Any of those teams, Chicago, Dallas, Seattle, Minnesota, coming to Los Angeles, do you feel better about any of them versus the others? Or do you think it's just a a boat of concern and worry?
1: Are we still doing panic level (laughs) 10.2? Because if that's the case, they're going to win another game this year. They're going to lose. Look at look <laughs> what Samson Sam did to the Seahawks. You know, Atlanta. They're better than the Rams. They beat them in the playoffs last year and they beat the Cardinals, but we're not going to beat the Cardinals and then we're going to come here and you know get a bye and a rest up and lick our wounds and the Cowboys are going to come in and kick us in the nuts and the Bears are going to you know teabag us and the Seahawks are going to come in and beat us for that magical third game. All these scenarios are going to play out. It doesn't matter. Just turn this shit off, you guys. Go home and start watching. Get ready for, the, for mock draft season. This thing's over.
2: Or you could send some help. We could call rob's family and tell him that he's loved and <laughs> that he we support him just
1: email him call him <laughs> i mean how were, my daughter and i were talking about this on the way home um it was an eagles fan by year. the way Who is was a fucking eagles fan yeah she is um we were talking about this on the way home um last year Flamback, she was you know they won the game but she was totally bummed because the Eagles were flying at, th- at that point. They lose their quarterback, and she's like, you know, this thing is over with. They still found a way to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, but there there. are some there, there's plenty of time to, to fix right. this over the next couple of weeks that's against right. lesser opponents and a bye week. People have to come to the Collie. They've been that's pretty right. good there this year outside of this Eagles game. They, that's they that, can, that's, they, that's, that's Sean the thing. Sean Bates is a genius. He Eames is a genius. He's going to do some tweaking. We got this. He, he's going to come we out with it. Pharaoh Cooper redemption game old' playoff. I feel like old, Stewart. Feel whoa, like whoa, old whoa, Jimmy Stewart whoa, whoa. at the end of...
0: Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, every, every time the Rams are on the ball, McVeigh gets his win. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he gets another hair in his beard. He gets a, a little bit of a thicker beard.
1: <laughs> so good. So good.
2: I don't know how old and tired gets improved. Yeah, that was an insult to our
0: podcast. How dare you, Jane? Old and tired can improve <laughs> every week. <laughs> Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another,